Warning, warning, the episode that you are about to listen to contains audio quality that just straight up is not very good, folks, and I apologize in advance for it, but the reason that the audio to this week's episode is not very good is because our microphones are not working. They're, I don't know if they're broken for good or if we just are having some serious technical difficulties here, and so we had to record this week's episode on my iPhone, which is just not... And it's, it's it's subpar. It's not optimal. It's it's not what we would typically in, like to do. We like to record on our really nice podcast recording microphones that we have for the podcast. Ah, oh, man, what am I saying? What I'm saying is that this week's episode is really worth listening to, even though the audio quality is not quite as high quality as we would like it to be. So please give it a listen. Have grace for the audio quality. And I hope you find some nuggets in this episode that help your marriage and that make your marriage more fruitful and enjoyable and just straight up more fun. Anyways, we like you guys and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. folks this is a new one for katie and i because we do not have our our microphones to record this week's episode on so we're recording it on my iphone i feel so weird right now because elisha's just holding his phone in the center of us and we're snuggling real close which you know isn't all bad but then trying to think and record the podcast and it just I don't know. My fingers are crossed, hoping that this is going to work and you guys are going to hear the audio and it's not, I don't yeah. know. I just hope it's not too distracting because Katie and I are really excited to share some things that we learned from actually her parents, Katie's parents, over the weekend. They did like a little marriage uh, booster. They it called like, it a marriage yeah. booster call. So to give you guys a little bit of background, my parents have always been really into marriage as far as like sharing they've done kind of, I don't know how you say it, like off the record. I don't know. They counsel other couples, but they aren't like pastors. It's just people who know them come to them for advice. And so about, I don't know how many years ago it is now, like 13 years ago, they started doing this newlywed workshop and it was for couples in their first year of marriage. My parents basically sponsored the whole thing. I think it was like 50 bucks per person to come for uh, all your food was included. Your lodging was included and it's $50 a couple. Yeah, it was a weekend. Yeah, a, a couple donated a retreat center for them to, a, a little lodge, I guess, Matilda's River Lodge. So anyways, uh, I think I said the wrong name of the lodge. That's why I got thrown off there from what I was saying, but it doesn't matter because for 13 years, they've they've coached marriages this way. And it's kind of funny because when I was 14, 15 years old, I would go and if these couples had had babies early, 
like Elisha and I did, then I would help hold the babies so that the mothers could focus on their marriage. And then it was so trippy because I would sit in on like some of the call, uh, some of the talks and then some of the talks I wasn't allowed to sit in on, obviously. (laughs) And, you know, I always wondered what happened in those in those rooms and it's pretty cool because Elisha and I went our first year of marriage yeah it was just such a blessing I think we had been married about nine months uh, at the time when we went to this newlywed retreat and you know Katie said it's for people that are in their first year of marriage but it's really like your first one to three years of marriage that they that they let people come to this well yeah it's gotten more lenient but it initially was your first year of marriage yeah but if you're like just if you're like one year of marriage now and you're thinking oh boy I would want to go to this event, then you probably could go to it next year. But the the reason your parents were having this marriage booster, like Zoom call, was because this year's conference or this year's retreat, newlywed retreat, had to be canceled because of COVID-19. And so they decided to do just a, a, a live Zoom call for a couple of hours and open it up to anybody. And so Katie and I got on there and we were, I was blown away with the how much of a blessing it was to me. Yeah. It's one of those things like we wanted to go back and I, we couldn't, you know, you're excluded once you're not a newlywed, but it was such a powerful weekend for us. And I think when you're newlyweds, it's such a powerful time because you're maybe a year into marriage, you're past the stage of like the honeymoon, honeymoon stage, I Mm -hmm. guess. So stuff started to come up. You started to realize like, what are hot spots? You're starting to realize like, oh, I thought I knew this person. And now all of a sudden this, or you (laughs) thought they knew you. And all of a sudden you're like, they don't get me at all. So issues are starting to come up, but it's really easy to just toss those things under the rug and keep going on with your life. Yes, But that's dangerous. (laughs) It's so dangerous. But what's also, I think super cool about a newlywed is you're so open to learning how to do this marriage thing. And when you see a couple that's been married for 15 years or 20 years or whatever, you want to glean from them when they're happily married. Yes. And you get people further down the road. Sorry, you're swinging this iPhone around. I just feel like it should be right there. Okay. You get people further down the road in their marriages and they start to be like, oh, well, that's not going to work for us. Right. Or there's a ton of water under the bridge. Or they're like, we tried that. Or yes. you're just a lot more skeptical. Yes. I don't want to ever get that way, but it's it's easy to get that way. It is easy to get that way. When you've been a part of some, of anything, you know, marriage is an example, but when you've been a parent for a long time or when you've been in your career for a long time, you just become more and more closed-minded to new concepts and new ideas, you know? It's the old dog thing, you know? Old dogs just aren't as willing to learn that new trick. And so when you're newlywed, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful to go to this, (coughs) excuse me, it's so powerful to go to this retreat and hear some of these extremely, in my mind, novel concepts Mm -hmm. around marriage. I think your parents do such a great job of, of, I guess, addressing, you know, very touchy subjects, but in a very inspiring and hopeful way. Mm -hmm. And in a way that just motivates, you're like, boy, I want that. I want the fruit of that. Yeah, my parents are so real in the way that they communicate marriage, but it's always in this inspiring way where you want it. 
And you feel like, wow, having a good marriage or a great marriage is worth working for and it's fun and exciting and Mm -hmm. worth it. And I think a lot of couples, when they share on marriage, it it bums me out because, yeah, the hard parts of marriage are there, but they make them sound so just like doom and gloom and sacrifice and death and diet. You know, all those things are true. You know you need to die to yourself or marriage or whatever. I don't know all the things people say. But the point is you do have to sacrifice and you do realize you're selfish or all these things. But... Marriage is awesome. Yeah, and working through those issues brings forth such life-giving fruit. Yeah, I guess we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's not like it ends there. It doesn't end. You don't give something up in marriage without getting a ton in return, typically, in in a healthy marriage, I guess. Yeah, and even if just the getting the thing in return is you walking before the Lord and having the peace of God that passes all understanding, that is a huge reward. Like that yeah. is just a, just a phenomenal reward. And so, yeah, your parents do such a great job, Katie, I think of just sharing about the struggles of marriage, the real challenges of marriage from a very real and transparent, they don't make it, try to make it sound better than it really no. is, or like they've never had hardships. Uh, they've had pl- a fair share of legitimate hardships in their marriage, but they talk about it from a hopeful perspective and about how they've worked through it and what how anybody can work through it and really achieve. I, they just give you confidence that regardless of what stage you're at in your marriage or how low your low feels in that mm-hmm. moment, you're thinking, oh, I, I want to work through this. I want to attack this and come out the other side. Yeah, so in this podcast, we're just going to share a couple of takeaways. They had so many nuggets, but we're going to share some of the things that really hit us that we want to take away and apply to our marriage specifically. But I do want to let you guys know, if you want to listen to the full entire video, it was recorded and skip in a little bit, you know, at the beginning, we're all getting on the zoom call and stuff, but go to the big ski family on YouTube or search the big ski family. It's my family's YouTube channel. And that is where that recording has been uploaded. So if you guys want the full, full meal deal, go there. Also, if you're interested, if you are newlywed or you're interested in next year, go to newlywedcoaching.com and that is where you can get on the list for next year's newlywed retreat. It typically happens in around February. Yes. And I mean, again, Katie and I, we've referenced different marriage ministries that we respect and we admire and we look up to, mm-hmm. but the if there is one event that I would literally encourage anybody and everybody to go to, mm-hmm. it's your parents' newlywed retreat. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. And it seems like we've really like camped out on this point because it's like, okay, well, the newlywed retreat's canceled. Why are we talking about this so oh, much? Yeah. But, but no, but I think... This is what I want you guys who are listening to think of when you think of this is if you've been married for a lot longer time or if you've been married for a short amount of time, what is our attitude regarding marriage when we communicate to other people, when we communicate to newlyweds, are we inspiring them to show them marriage is so worth it and not in a like marriage is going to purify you and make you holy way, but in a it can actually be super enjoyable yeah. to live in this marriage. And if maybe your marriage isn't super enjoyable, then what are we doing to seek that out? Mm-hmm. Not just settle. Yeah, and survive. And settle and survive yeah. um, in our in our marriages. So anyways, I guess that's something that at home, every time my parents talk about marriage, I go, I want to have that same I don't know how, I've never heard anyone, I guess, talk the same way they do about marriage, but I want to, I want to learn how to talk about marriage so that that people want to live into just the glory that God created for that union. Yes. Same with me. And and to always have hope. And I 
And I know that there are just extremely painful situations and challenging situations Mm -hmm. and marriages out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just, I just believe fundamentally, regardless of my lack of negative experiences or bad experiences, I just believe that in Christ, there's always room for redemption and there's always that hope in a marriage and in a person's life. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just love that your parents inspire people to have that open mind towards growth and that their people become, become willing to grow. Yeah. So you were going to talk a little bit about growing in our marriage because we realized that we needed that growth in our marriage and and we didn't even realize it. Yeah. I mean, I think my first point that I wanted to address on this podcast, it's not even something that Chad and Janice said in particular. It's just the reality that healthy marriages work on their marriages, meaning a, a husband and wife that are part of a healthy marriage, they're constantly working on it. They're keeping it healthy. They're nurturing it. They're getting creative and how they can grow it and how they can exercise their marriage. And that it, that's just a principle for any area of life. You know, healthy and fit people don't wait until they get really sick before they start work, working out and exercising and eating right. No, it's well, just a well, way of sometimes life. Sometimes they do. Uh, you don't want to get to that but point. But you don't though. want to. Yes. Like, that's not the ideal. Yes. The ideal is to remain healthy and have a healthy lifestyle of exercise and of eating healthy. And it's the same thing when people are financially successful. They take care of their finances on a consistent and regular basis. And healthy marriages invest into their marriage on a regular basis. And I'm so guilty of seeing maybe an advertisement for a marriage conference or maybe seeing a marriage book sitting on my bookshelf and thinking to myself, maybe I'll ask myself the question, should we go to that or should I read that book? And I'll say, well, our marriage is doing fine. So you know, why, why would I read the book? It's like, I have this assumption that I only open the marriage book if we're having a crisis in our marriage, but that's Mm -hmm. not what healthy marriages do. They're constantly working on it from a place of strength and they're growing and they're forward thinking. And just in listening to this call, I was, I was reminded of how that is who I want to be. You know, that's what I want our marriage to be constantly putting our money where our mouth's at in the sense that we say marriages the most important thing to us, second to our walk, our relationship with God. And yet, where's our money going? Is it going towards that? Where's our time going? Is it going towards that? Is my mind meditating on things that are building up our marriage? Are we looking for new resources to build up our marriage? I love how you said that, well, there you, you touched on this, but there's that quote that you can tell where your heart is by where you spend your money and where you spend your time. Yeah. And it's funny because I think I can think of marriage sometimes. We don't need to spend time or money on marriage. Because it that just happens, is, right? It just is. And we can even work on it without spending that much time or that much money. Yeah. You, you can. But something like this where you're taking a concentrated effort yes. and, and it's your sole focus for a period of time, even if it's an hour or two hours or a weekend is so powerful and can yes. have such incredible results. And we really realized that just listening to the zoom call, it yes. was so refreshing. And there were so many things where we were like, Oh, I needed to hear that. Even revisiting some of the basics that Elisha and I, we grew up, you guys know this, we grew up in homes where there were incredible healthy marriages we respect both of our parents marriages but that does not mean that you're immune to slipping into the cultural view of marriage and you don't even realize that you're buying into these lies or you are settling in these areas or you aren't fighting for oneness until someone says it sometimes right and then you're like at least speaking for me listening to this call i was like 
oh my goodness, these are things I've been taught since I was a little girl. These are things I've seen modeled and yet I'm not walking in these things or valuing them the way that I should. And as a result, our marriage is not as good as it could be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. Even if your marriage is good, even if it's healthy, it could be better. And and I think sometimes we don't even know how much better it could be unless we are seeking out growth. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. In that area. So one thing that my parents said that I loved, that I've never heard before, I, I meant to ask my mom this, but I don't know if she's heard this somewhere. I know that a lot of the information they get, they read a lot of marriage books. So this might be a quote from someone else. I don't know who to credit it to. But my mom said, this on the Zoom call, and she said, you fall in love by being careful of what you say and what you do. I think that's so powerful. You fall in love by being careful. It's not by even all this extra effort. It's just this handling with care, this this object of value. Yes. Being careful of what you say and what you do. And, and she brought up the point that when you're dating, you're careful yep. of not stepping on your spouse, uh, partner, your boyfriend or girlfriend's toes. Mm -hmm. You're careful of your tone. You're careful of how you present. Yes. You're just careful around them. That's right. You're being thoughtful and intentional. And it's easy to, I think when I first heard your mom say that, I was almost kind of taken back. Like, well, what, what are you saying? Like, I thought marriage was supposed to be this safe place where you could just be yourself and be fully accepted for who you are. And obviously they're, they're, you accept your spouse hundred percent for who they are. That's just a fact that comes with marriage and there's this well, full commitment yeah, in a good marriage, in a in good, a in a good marriage. But when you have the ability to be thoughtful and intentional and careful in what you're communicating to anybody, should you not act on that? And though that's just something that is good for life. It's good as a child of God to be thoughtful and intentional. And like your mother said, careful in your communication, in how you're presenting. And what's really remarkable that that's how we fall in love. That's what we were doing when we fell in love. Mm -hmm. We were going on those dates. We were trying to get to know each other. And as you already said, you were being careful in how you approached certain subjects. You were being careful in how you presented yourself and the tone that that you spoke with. And then unfortunately, sometimes you get into marriage and you become careless, mm-hmm. and that can lead to you falling, you know, quote unquote, falling out of love, you know, or losing that that loving feeling into marriage because you become careless, or your spouse becomes careless, and you're careless towards one another, and all of a sudden you're stepping on toes, and you're hurting feelings, or and you're... you aren't caring. I mean, I think it's easy to be careless about your appearance yes. and how you're presenting to your spouse, or you're being careless about. I know for me, something that I told Elisha in the car when we were listening to this is I've been careless with when he comes home and there's, you know, all the kids all screaming and stuff like that. And I just say, Oh, you know, it's been a hard day and blah, blah, blah. And I just dump everything on him, which I know is a bad idea, but I become careless instead of careful in how I'm communicating. And I think especially me with my words, just being snappy or short and just being like, Oh, he knows what I mean. Or he knows how I feel about this or you know, just, just being abrupt in my communication instead of being careful and treating, uh, Elisha with that respect that I treated him with when we were first dating. Yeah. And I mean, the first thing I thought of when your mom said this, I don't, can I say the, the bubble thing? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Okay, great. But 
I think before you share the bubble thing, we have to let them know what a bubble is. I'm not going to let them know what a bubble is, because that's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay, but Elisha and I had such a disagreement over what a bubble is, because I'd grown up knowing what a bubble was my whole life, and then Elisha was like, we are not going to use that term with our kids, but guess I won that one, because <laughs> yeah. our kids know what a bubble is, too. Yeah, so anyways, you'll figure out what a bubble is pretty quickly here. But the first thing I thought of when I thought about being careful during that dating process and then through the process of falling in love and then unfortunately becoming careless afterwards is like the most crude and coarse and dumb guy thing ever. But it's like I never once passed gas around you when we were dating. You just gave away what a bubble was. (laughs) (laughs) They were going to find out eventually. Uh, but I, I I was so careful. It's true. He didn't. Elisha, I really appreciate that Elisha is a gentleman. You're still a gentleman However, since being married. However, there, there had been a number of times. It's not like I was doing it every day. But I can remember one time I passed gas when you were in the room. And you were like, you just said it. You're like, ah, like, why... Why would you do that while I'm in the room? You never used to do that. I think you said something yeah, simply I like said that. that. You said you never used to do that. And I was so convicted because I was like, oh my word, how careless and dumb and insensitive and uh, just stupid. Like it is <laughs> to be so careless. And that's really just, it's showing how, how much I'm not even caring. It's carelessness towards you, towards what you think or what you think of me. And uh, that's just one, like, such a crude and obvious example of being careless Where in an area where before I was so careful. But obviously that applies to so many other areas than just passing gas. You didn't even use the bubble one time through that whole story. I wasn't going to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I just, I really love that. And early on in this podcast, one of the critiques that we received from, I think it was our very first negative review, actually. Someone said, where's the unconditional love on this podcast? Both Katie and Elisha sound like they're trying to earn each other's approval Hmm. by doing certain things for the other person. Katie might, you know, I might mention things like getting dressed for Elisha or making dinner for him or trying to do these things to please him. He does things to please me. And I think some people can let themselves go there with this topic too. Like Elisha mentioned with that, oh, well, I want to be comfortable and accepted around my spouse. Why do I have to still care and be cautious and thoughtful? But here's the cool thing. Both these things can exist together. They're they're not mutually exclusive. One's up to you and one's up to the other person. And it's, for instance, it's Elisha's... Elisha loves me unconditionally. I can make that a lot more fun and enjoyable and rewarding for him by being careful and thoughtful and by seeking to please him. Yes. That's fun. That's up to me to do that. Now, is he going to love me unconditionally regardless? Yes. Do I love Elisha unconditionally and think he's incredible whether or not he bubbles in the room? (laughs) Yes, of course I do. But that doesn't mean that when Elisha doesn't, and he's thoughtful of me and he's careful and he's considerate that I don't get to 
that I don't experience joy or gratefulness for that. So I think these things are not mutually exclusive. It is incredible to feel that comfort with your spouse of, you know, they know your bad breath and they know how you look when you're bad and they know how you look when you break out. And, and that's so cool to be loved in spite of that. Oh yes. In spite of all the flaws and all the insecurities and your weepy moments and your snappy moments and your angry moments. But it's, it's pretty cool if we are caring still and being careful towards our spouse. A hundred percent. It's, impossible to try to hide the humanity of yourself in the midst of a marriage. Yeah, and that's not that, what we're called to in marriage. No, we're called we're not, to be completely open yes. and united we're and not, unified. Yes, we're not talking about hiding things or not being transparent or not having the ability and the safety to speak your heart and yes. to share your hurts in, in fear of maybe offending your spouse or in fear of freaking them out because yeah, you have no. to share something that's so deep and, and hurtful or, or dark or whatever it is. That's not at all what we are saying. We're saying, because I think, Katie, you said it so well. One is my my choice and my decision to love you unconditionally mm-hmm. as Christ has called me to. And, and you feel the same way about loving yes. me unconditionally. Now, I know you love me unconditionally, and I'm confident that you have a biblical perspective on that. Now, do I want to make that enjoyable for you? I certainly do. As, as much as I can, I want to make it a fun experience for you to be married to me. That's not going to keep me from sharing the deepest things of my heart that might even hurt you at times or they might scare you at times because I know that's even a part of loving you unconditionally too. And that's a part of being careful with your spouse too is just being careful in how you bring them up. It's not not bringing them up. It's being thoughtful and considerate in how you speak and in the tone of voice you use or, or just, it's just really thinking of your spouse as you go through your day. Yeah. And I think that's, it's not excluding things from your day. It's thinking of them. That's right. And it can be, it can just be very simple too. You know, we were talking about like deep issues and huge, big issues. Like you said, it can be as simple as just being careful about the first thing you say to your spouse when you walk through the door, when you come home, Yes. do I come in and say, why is the kitchen still messy? You know, (laughs) not know. That's just not a careful thing that that's, that's careless. That'd be foolish for me to say that I'm going to be careful in how I come across right when I walk through the door. Yeah, so that was a big takeaway that I really, really loved. And there was one more that I wrote down here. And Elisha and I both were like, this is an incredible word picture. And that is my dad was sharing about how when they go through a big disagreement or there's conflict or there's some kind of issue, we've said this before, and that is your spouse is not the enemy. Right. Satan is trying to wedge a wedge between Elisha and I. That is his goal to tear down our marriage, to tear down our family. And thankfully we're on the winning side. We're believers. We have the supernatural power of, of Christ, which is incredible. But it's easy, especially if your spouse has hurt you in a certain way, to view your spouse as the enemy. Or when you can't see eye to eye with your spouse to be like, well, I think this about parenting our kids and Elisha thinks this about parenting our kids and clearly we're at odds here. Mm -hmm. So I love this, I love this word picture and that is, my dad said, we like to picture ourselves sitting on the same side of the table with the issue out there. Out on the table. The issues on the table, we're sitting on the same side of the table. Like picture the issue like a puzzle or a problem. You're a team and you have to figure out, okay, how do we work through this mess? There's a bunch of knots in this ball of yarn. How are we going to work through this together? Yeah, I loved that word picture too. And that was a huge epiphany for me because I think that I would probably usually picture ourselves addressing an issue or a problem or a disagreement sitting on opposite sides of the table with a disagreement 
in between us. That's the most common. I mean, that's. I feel like that's just sense. like yeah, like, that's like human nature. You just approach challenges from that perspective, yeah. and just the simplicity of picturing sitting on the same side of the table with you and the problems out here in front of us made it so clear to me that oh, that's right, we are a team. Regardless, we are united attacking this problem or this challenge or this disagreement that's worked its way into our marriage or into our home. And I, I really did love that word. I still do love that word picture. Yes. So those are a couple of the takeaways that we just really, really loved and that we're going to apply. Again, there are so many nuggets. I really encourage you guys to go watch the whole video. But, you know, you can, Rome wasn't built in a day. Just take one thing for us. We just like to take one thing, really meditate on it, marinate in it. And I hope that that was encouraging to you guys. I know we talked about marriage a couple of times, well, quite a few times in a row on this podcast. But that's just where Elisha and I are. You know, during this stage, we're seeing a lot of each other. And we want it to be have a positive impact on our marriage and not have a negative impact on our marriage. So we're really invested in yes. this relationship and especially right now during this season. That's right. And we're doing all that we can to continue investing, be marriage investors. As your dad said on the call, we yeah, really want to be else. marriage investors. Uh, so yeah, I highly encourage you to go to the big ski family on YouTube and just type in, go to YouTube and type in the big ski family and it should be one of their most recent videos mm-hmm. on there. I think they're calling it the, um, the marriage booster. Yeah, the marriage and, uh, booster call. Yeah, and just like Katie mentioned this too, you can probably skip through the first couple minutes just because it's kind of you know small talk and all that stuff as people are getting on the Zoom call. Um, but it you know it's about an hour and a half, I don't know, maybe a couple hours long of just great, encouraging, insightful, sometimes novel uh, marriage. I guess, training, instruction, mm-hmm. and uh, and encouragement. So I would just recommend it to any of you that are married. Yeah, we love you guys. We're praying for you and your marriages and it, that you're strengthened and built up during this time and able to work through all the stuff coming your way because there's just lots of stress right now. But we we serve an incredible God and yes. he's on our side. And marriage can be just a huge blessing and an asset throughout a time like this. It does not need to be uh, a challenge. Oh, before we sign off though, I do want to thank you guys so much for writing ratings and reviews. I asked you guys to do that last podcast. If you hadn't clicked the five-star rating or written a review and you did actually, can I read one real quick? Do it. This is spur of the moment. I'm going to pull up my phone real quick and I want to read what you guys write because your words just mean so much, like way more than you guys know. So this one says, Thank you, Elisha and Katie, for putting out content that is hard and uplifting. I was so encouraged and challenged by your words. There are many times I would get to my destination and pull out my journal to write some notes or help me to remember to bring something up with my husband. I went back and listened to them all. Thank you both. You're doing kingdom work and have been such a blessing in my family's life. Wow. So thank you so much. I wish I could say what your name is. It's like NS underscore Sokego or something. You know podcast names are really confusing but thank you your words just are incredible and and that is so sweet that is with that we'll sign out with that see you guys next week bye-bye